Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And you are listening to Calvary Live, and I want to welcome you to today's program. I am your host, Jeff Figgs of Calvary Chapel Greeley in Northern Colorado. You just heard the number to call to be on the air to ask your questions or give your prayer requests. Let me repeat it to you, and I'll repeat it throughout the program 303-690-3000. We have open lines. Grab one of those open lines. You can ask questions about the Bible or Christian living or current events around us, how we as Christians, what should be our worldview concerning those things, and uh, also to be able to uh, pray for you as you call in with prayer requests as we go to the throne of grace in time of need. So wonderful that we can have a program where we can do that and encourage one another and seek the Lord and seek his word, get clarity and understanding. And that's my prayer for the next hour is that um, we would honor the Lord, look to his word, uh, bless one another. So if you're out driving in traffic, be careful. Um, We know that it's election day, so there's a lot of people out and about. Um, You can also text in a question or a prayer request. And that number is 720-336-0897. Make sure you're in a safe place as you text and as you call that um, you are able to do so safely. Maybe you're making a snack for the kids. Maybe you're watching them as they have a soccer practice or uh, whatever the case may be. love for you to be able to join in on the show today. It, this is your show. This is your hour for you to be able to call in. Let's talk about the things of the Lord. 303-690-3000. want to welcome all the Grace FM listeners on this day along the Front Range in Colorado. Another beautiful fall day. Uh, it's November. We've entered into the season of Thanksgiving, and the holiday season's coming upon us quickly. And um, so uh, we want to bless you. We want to be thankful um, in our lives as Christians, even though we go through difficulty, even though we go through uh, such um, you know hard uh, seasons, perhaps, or challenging times, we can be thankful that we have the Lord, uh, we have salvation, we have forgiveness of sin, and that uh, we uh, have his word that we can go to. So give me a call, 303-690-3000. Also want to welcome all the Truth FM listeners and Hope FM on the East Coast. Love to hear from you guys. Uh, you too can call at that number, 303-690-3000, to be a part of the show or text in a question or prayer request, 720-336-0897. You are a week delayed, so uh, you can call in. Somebody will answer, and uh, you'll be on the air. And then a week later, you can listen to the program and the conversation that we do have. Uh, Since it is Election Day today, uh, those of you listening on Grace FM, this is live uh, on the East Coast, again, a week delayed. 
But I think it's a good verse to read and be reminded of as Christians uh, on this day. We want to continue to pray for our nation. Uh, We uh, are going um, to be praying for our leaders. We're instructed to do that. We pray for revival. Um, Jesus Christ is our hope. But uh, Psalm 20 kind of reminds us of that. And so we read that David, as he writes, that we will rejoice in your salvation And in the name of our God, we will set up our banners. May the Lord fulfill all your petitions. Now I know that the Lord saves his anointed. He will answer him from his holy heaven with the saving strength of his right hand. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. And I think that's a good verse to remember there. Verse 7 of Psalm 20 is that uh, we are going to trust in the name of the Lord because we belong to a holy nation. We belong to a kingdom that's going to last forever. And Jesus Christ is our hope and we trust in him and we want to give that message. And so, of course, we want to pray for a nation. We want to be a part of the process of democracy but we need to keep the Lord the priority and remember that he is our hope. So I hope that's an encouragement. But give me a call. We have open lines, 303-690-3000. We are going to go to Kayla in Laramie. Kayla? Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. You know, you're my first caller from Laramie, Wyoming. Uh, I drive down to Fort Collins on Tuesdays and Thursdays, so I get to listen to your show, and I really enjoy it. But, Kayla, I want to remind you that you can pick up Grace FM up in Laramie. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. (laughs) You can. So I want to remind anyone there in the Laramie uh, area, because I drive through Laramie all the time, especially in the summer, because I go up in the snowies and go fishing and in the area. So that's why I'm I'm thrilled and happy to finally hear from somebody in Laramie. And so you got a question for me, Kayla? Um, yeah, my husband and I started our spiritual journey about three years ago, and um, he grew up Pentecostal and I grew up Mormon. So um, Pentecostals have uh, um, the gifts of tongues. Oh, Kayla, I just lost you. And if okay. they applied to everybody versus... Kayla? Hey, Kayla, I lost you a little bit there. Can you go ahead and repeat that? You're talking about spiritual gifts, that your husband has a, a background that's charismatic, and you, you are asking about tongues. Is that right? Ah, Kayla. She's driving back and forth from Fort Collins. I've made that drive a lot, and there can be pockets where we can lose you. Kayla, um, we're going to try again. But she's asking questions. Kayla, I know you're probably listening. I'm going to try to go ahead and answer that, um, that question that you might have about tongues. And uh, because I get asked that question quite a bit, there can be some confusion about tongues. Uh, tongues is a spiritual gift um, that I believe in the validity of the gifts that are listed. Paul begins to talk about those spiritual gifts in 1 Corinthians chapter 14. And as he is talking about um, spiritual gifts um, that, uh, of course, uh, are actually in chapter 12 of 1 Corinthians 12, 13, and 14, that he speaks uh, about those gifts. Uh, he talks about uh, to one is given uh, the 
uh, word of wisdom through the Spirit, and another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, uh, to another faith through the same Spirit, to another gifts of healings through the same Spirit, the working of miracles, prophecy, to another discerning spirits, different kinds of tongues, and another the interpretation of tongues. So we know it's a gift that is listed. When Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 14 begins to talk about tongues, he's talking about tongues. First of all, he, he says that he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to God, for no one understands him. So the gift of tongues is going to be uh, man speaking to God. When we see it in the book of Acts, it's praises to God, adoration to God. Um, that's what we see. And, and Paul comes along in 1 Corinthians 14, in verse 2, and he confirms that. Then he goes ahead and he gives um, the, uh, the guidelines of tongues being spoken in a corporate meeting. And as he does, he says that what is to take place, that if a tongue is used in a corporate meeting, let there be two at the most three, each in turn, and let one interpret but if there is no interpreter, let him keep silent in the church and let him speak to himself and not to God. So everything is to be done as he ends the chapter in 1 Corinthians 14 to be done decently in an order. And he says, here's the guidelines in the corporate meeting, that it is to be done one at a time, uh, let there be two or three at the most, and there needs to be an interpretation and in that interpretation, what the proper interpretation is going to include is that that it is man speaking to God, the praises and the adoration of God. So hopefully, Kayla, if you got any more questions, call back. I, I really appreciate you calling uh, on your way back from uh, Laramie or driving between Fort Collins and Laramie. So um, so glad you're listening to the program. And if you got any further questions, please give me a call. Uh, but let's go ahead uh, again. When somebody hangs up or, or drops, we have an open line. We have open lines right now, a couple. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. You are listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Jeff Figs. Let's go to line one to Georgette. Georgette? Yes. Mm-hmm. You're on Calvary Live. Okay. Um, could you please pray for my husband, Dale? Um, he has a chronic condition plus diabetes, and he's had it for over 10 years. But the past two years, he's been in and out of the hospital 12 times with a condition called pancreatitis. And he is a believer, and he is on our prayer chain at church. And some, nothing seems to be changing. I'm not saying I'm doubting God. But right. we need some kind of intervention. We, he's been to doctors. He's on all kinds of medication. He's just ready to die. And I feel helpless um, in the sense that I feel like when he's in pain, I can't do anything for him. Not that I don't, you know, not that I doubt God. I don't doubt God, but right. I, right. I don't really know how to say what I'm saying. But um, you Georgia, know, you're doing point. you're doing fine. Yeah, and it's hard, and you're on a long, difficult road. In a yeah. trial, it, and it can yeah. wear on you. And yeah. and when you've seen your husband this way in the last couple of years, you're very concerned for him. You just, you that's where we cry out to the Lord. You know, David mm-hmm. speaks about that. When my heart is overwhelmed, you know, mm-hmm. at the ends of the earth, I will cry out to you. And, mm-hmm. and you're kind of at the end of, you know, your world right now and seeing your husband suffer. So we are going to pray, but I want you to know this that the Lord loves you, 
Yes. And he loves your husband. Yeah. And he hasn't forsaken you. And, you know, when Paul was praying for healing, that it didn't come, he prayed three times. Right. Now, I'm not saying that to, to say that he won't heal, but but healing is God's work. It's his sovereign work. Yeah. And he said something very important. He said, my grace is sufficient. And so his yeah. grace is with you, and, and he is still working, and I want you to remember that. So let's pray for okay. him. Let's pray for Dale. And Father, okay. here is a loving wife that is calling for prayer for her husband. And we once again pray for Dale. Um, we come together right now. We ask that you would help him. He's got a chronic condition, diabetes, uh, pancreatitis, you know, uh, condition. Lord, I pray for healing from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. We come in Jesus' name. We know that your grace is sufficient, but we also know this, that we can come to the throne of grace, to your holy throne in time of need, because you're the compassionate high priest. So I pray that we also know that you are the great physician, that you would bring healing to Dale, that you would bring strength and encouragement to him, um, that you would just work in a powerful way and that you'd be with Georgette. Um, as she uh, sees her husband going through this, that she would know that you love her and her husband and that you're there with them and that you, Lord, will not forsake us or leave us. So, yeah. Lord, I pray that she would be encouraged and that she would be blessed. We pray for a miracle because yeah. you're you're the miracle worker, Lord, and there's nothing too difficult for you because you are Almighty God. So we just lift up Dale to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Yes. Yes. Thank George, you, Pastor. Thank you. You you bet, Georgette, and we're going to continue to pray. All right? Thank you. God bless you. God bless you. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Maybe you have prayer needs. Somebody that you love very dearly is sick or somebody that, um, you know, you just want to lift up to the Lord or you have prayer needs. We're here to pray for you. That's really what Calvary uh, Live is about, not just to answer your questions, and we love to do that, take you to the Scriptures, give you clarity and understanding, but we also want to pray for you. We want to minister to you. We want to encourage you. Um, We may not know all the the answers to the questions, and I don't know everything. Uh, We do our best to take you to the Scriptures and give you God's Word, but one thing that we can do is encourage you and pray for you and and um, just in, uh, to bless you in that way and for all of us to be able to come together that are listening. Hey, we have open lines, so 303-690-3000 is the number to call. And uh, also there is a text line, 720-336-0897. So keep those calls coming and those questions and prayer requests. And also the text line, if we have time, we'll go to that. But let's go ahead and go to Carl in Lakewood. Carl, how yeah, are you? Can you hear me? Doing well. Uh, good. So uh, my question is over Isaiah uh, chapter 63, verse 17, where Isaiah is saying, Oh, Lord, why do you make us wander from your ways and harden our hearts so that we fear you not? And I was just looking at this yesterday and trying to, in, in the context of it, I don't know if Isaiah is being like sarcastic. Uh, can you, I'm, I know you did a... I've been hearing on the radio with you, your, your uh, broadcast. You were on Isaiah. <laughs> so. 
Is that Isaiah? Is Isaiah 63 and verse 17? Yeah. You know, um, Carl, man, I wish you would have called me like a week later. (laughs) Because (laughs) we're getting ready to cover that. Um, But, um, you know, here's the thing. In this section of Isaiah, and I'm going to take a look at it, um, you know, he's writing to them, and... um, and um, he is, uh, you know, writing to them about their sin. And um, it's interesting because Isaiah, he keeps mingling, um, you know, this this salvation with judgment that's going to come to them. And so um, he's writing to them at this time, and I'm just pulling up uh, a few notes that maybe perhaps... Uh, that I have had on that, because I know I've been studying ahead, um, and I'd have to look at it in context and stuff. So um, let me look at this, see if I got it up and stuff. So, But, yeah, he is, he is saying, um, you know, why have you made us stray from your ways and harden our hearts uh, from your fear? I don't think that Isaiah is saying at all that the Lord did that. Um, but he's just talking about the condition of their hearts is what he's doing. Okay. So I'm going to try to pull up something else just real quick. Pull up something else here that may be of help um, in a commentary that I had. I'm actually pulling up some old notes. That's why he's taking me. Um, And what I got on this is... um, is that the Lord, he's our Redeemer, he says. Doubtless are you are our father through Abraham and ignored us, and Israel does not acknowledge us. You, O Lord, are our father, our Redeemer from everlasting uh, is your name. And all through this section, um, what we see, Carl, is he's always declaring his name. And uh, But what I think what he is saying, sarcastically perhaps, uh, God is long-suffering and patient, um, but he's not going to come to them in their sin. Is really what the the um, text in the context is what it is saying um, as we look at this in Isaiah chapter um, uh, uh, sixty three. He's trying to get them to remember that God's mercy is still there, um, but here I think Isaiah is given actually he's actually given a prayer here, and um, and he's uh, desiring for the people to have a heart for the Lord, to come back to him. You're our father, and um, and he's not blaming God, um, but I think he's in a way being sarcastic and saying that, Lord, we know that you're not going to be a part of our sin. So it's a good question. Um, I'll have to look at that. but um, And I'll remember this when I study this in a week <laughs> when yeah. I get ready for this chapter. So good question. But I think in a in a sense that's kind of what he's saying. The Lord's not going to be involved in our sin. And um because there's other places, Carl and Isaiah, that um you know, the people are asking, um, or the Lord is saying, I have forsaken you. Um and um it it's more in the language that they feel like God has forsaken them, but he hadn't forsaken them. And, and here, um, that they may feel like, Lord, you've led us down this way. 
you've led us down this, but he hadn't. He's calling him back to himself. So, yeah, good question. It's a good question to examine and look at. And um, and so, like I said, um, I, I think it's a prayer of repentance, penitence, come back to the Lord, um, but he's not going to be a part. His mercy is available, but he's not going to be a part of, you know, your sinful ways. Um, and we know that God would deal with their sin as they would go into captivity. So that's what I have, Carl. I don't know if that helps, but yeah, you bet. Thanks for calling in. Good question. Love it. So, well, thank you. All right. You bet. Hey, 303-690-3000. Isaiah's an incredible book, and we've been going through Isaiah and stuff. And um, so it's interesting that Isaiah, in this prayer, um, is saying that. But we know that the Lord doesn't lead us into sin. Um, James says that, that he doesn't lead us into sin. Um, and um, But they were uh, ones that were resisting the call of God to come back to them. So good question, Carl, good observation. I'll have to look at that. Uh, and I, I think that perhaps that Isaiah is being a little bit sarcastic or showing the heart of God that was broken because they weren't turning to him. Let's go to Lindsay in Aurora. Hi. Hi, Lindsay. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks for calling Calvary Live. Yeah, of course. Um, so I guess I can't tell if this is really a prayer request or a question, but most I guess I can start with a question. So my brothers were born with a uh, physical impairment, but they also are a little bit cognitively delayed. Um, mm-hmm. They are, I don't know if they're believers. Um, I know that they believe in God, but I don't know if they've accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Um, so I guess one question is, like, what can I do as their sister um, for them, other than, you know, obviously pray for them? Um, right. And what does the Bible say about, like, those with developmental delays coming to decide the Lord is their their Savior? I just, I kind of get confused yeah. on that sometimes, because, you know, with their disability, their lives are shortened, and I kind of feel right. pressed for time. I don't want them to leave without accepting the Lord. Yeah, and that's something that I believe that we have to trust in the Lord in, uh, because he's the one. Here's what I think of, is Hebrews chapter 4, that I I think of what the writer of Hebrews says, that the Word of God is alive, and is powerful Mm -hmm. and sharper than any two-edged sword, uh, piercing even the division of soul and spirit. Somehow, what my suggestion to you is to keep giving them the Word of God. And yeah. God is able to take that and work with it. I, I really believe that. I believe in yeah. the power of the Word of God. And the. Um, I think that's why it's so important for us to be faithful to giving the Word of God. Because it is like a two-edged sword, piercing the division of soul and spirit, and the joints of morals, and a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. And God yeah. can take what you give, the, the gospel of Christ, and the love of Christ, and the truth of God's word, and, and pierce their hearts with it. And and that's what I would encourage you to do. Uh, just yeah, what keep was giving that, them. Um, scripture? It's in Hebrews chapter 4. Okay. In verse, in verse 12. Okay, thank you. And, and the writer of Hebrews, whether it was Paul or whoever, said there's yeah. no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are naked and open in the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. 
And we usually think of that, but the Lord knows the intent of the heart. He knows their hearts, and he can take his word and work it deep within their hearts. Being that sower that sows the seed, and, of course, Jesus told about the sower, and the word of God is so much different than man's word or philosophy in that, that once it's planted, that it can take root there and begin to produce fruit. So give them the gospel, Mm -hmm. give them the word of God, pray for them, and trust the Lord's going to do something. The Holy Spirit's going to minister to them um, in a powerful way. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, so as your sister, do you think that um, just studying the Bible and praying would be my, I guess, next steps? I don't really, I guess. You know know your brothers better than anybody. You know, um, you know, how much you can read Psalms to them. You can read, you know, Scripture to them that's encouraging um, and I, I think that sometimes they understand more than we think and what we know. And, yeah. and that's oh, God working in them. One of the things I always tell people when they go into, <laughs> for example, a nursing home and perhaps, yeah. you know, um, that their loved one is um, fading or comatose or, you know, mm-hmm. even somebody in a coma, read scripture to them. And yeah. and they can hear and and God is working and taking the the word of God which is alive and working it in their hearts. So just read scripture and pray with them and minister yeah. to them, and God you know is going to use it and work it in a very powerful way. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Can I pray for you, Lindsay? Yes, please. Father, I pray for my sister. She asked a very important question because the gospel is for everyone who believes, anyone who comes to Christ. And I pray as she shares with her brothers, as she shares Mm -hmm. with others, that the Word of God is alive. We know that. It's living. It's powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. It pierces the vision of soul and spirit. And, Lord, that you would take the Word, the gospel of Christ, and work it in her brothers' hearts, that they would know in um, in their hearts that Jesus is true. And, Lord, I pray that you would bless them, that you would um, bring them to yourself, that you would minister to them, and Lord, that you just be with Lindsay as uh, she does that. Give her wisdom, give her encouragement that you love them, and that, Lord, you desire to save them. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank hey, you so much. Hey, hey Lindsay. Yeah. I, I want to I encourage you. We had... Um, a guy that came to our church for a long time. His name was Buzzy, and um, and he um, had special needs, and he would bring his Bible. I don't know um, if how much he knew the read, but he mm-hmm. did have some disabilities, um, some um, you know that he had all his life. Yeah. But he would come and he would hear, and I know one thing for sure is that he knew Jesus. Yeah. He he didn't understand everything, but he knew Jesus. And yeah. I did his memorial service um a couple months ago. Oh and, wow. And uh, we're going to miss him. Yeah, I bet. But he's he's perfect before the Lord. Yeah, he's perfect yeah. before the Lord. And, yeah, I um, guess and, my sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> it, it it just I wanted to encourage you with that that I believe that he understood more then what, you know, we know. He just knew, just give him Jesus, yeah. okay? Yeah. 
So does that help? Thank you so much. Yeah, that does help. I guess sometimes I forget um, that it's okay when things are out of my control. Like the fact that I don't know, um, that I won't know the relationship my brothers and Jesus have. I think uh-huh. that bothers me too, just because I want to know that it's real, but it's it's not between me and yeah. and them. It's between them and Jesus, and I just need to remind myself of that. And I want to remind you that when you're confronted with things that you don't understand, fall back into things you do understand, okay? He Thank sent you. you into their lives, and I'm so thankful for that. So God bless you, Lindsay. We're going to go to break. Thank you for calling, okay. Rudy. Yeah, hey, we'll be bye back bye. with you after the break. And hang on, and we're going to continue with Calvary Live. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And you just heard the numbers that you can uh, call into the show or text in a question as well and uh, or give a prayer request. And so we're going to continue with the phone lines, but you are listening to Calvary Live this is the second half of the show. I'm Pastor Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley. And so we want to go back to the phone lines. Let's go to Rudy from Denver. Rudy? Yes, sir. How are you, Rudy? Good You're evening. on Calvary Live. Good. Got a question for me? Yes, I do. Okay, well, I, uh, for about a year now, started going to church, going to uh, a morning church, 9 o'clock to 10, called First Avenue Presbyterian. Uh-huh. So I do Broadway, and then I go to His Love Fellowship right after at, you know, 10.30 to 12 o'clock. Um, mm-hmm. The first service, I get the word, I understand it, because, you know, I, I put myself there to understand it, you know, not to just show up. And uh, it's a little more calm, classical hymns. Then I go to a, my the other church, <clears throat> and they're more bright, kind of similar, you know, service in the Word. Uh-huh. What's the difference uh-huh. between a couple of them? Because I've been judged on that first church you go to was really weird. There was old people there, and it was kind of boring. It was kind of boring. And uh-huh. uh, and then, you know, the other one is like, well, dang, they sang too much. Don't they get into the Word at the second one? Now, the second one is His Love Fellowship. Um, yeah. Real big congregation, big mm-hmm. church. And uh, it's on 19 Calumet. You know, not too right. far, same neighborhood, two different safe neighborhoods, and, you know, vicinity. Right. Yeah. What's the difference between a Presbyterian church and I, I don't really know what to call His Love Fellowship. I know that's the name of the church. It's you know, here, here, here's the thing, Rudy. There's different churches. There's different what they call denominations. And, um, and they have different styles of worship. They have different, you know, um, you know order of service. Um, so you have Presbyterian churches. Even within the Presbyterian church, you have different Presbyterian uh, denominations, you have okay. Baptist churches, you have Lutheran churches, you have Episcopals, you have all kinds of different churches, yeah, and, and then you have independent churches, and you have non-denominational churches as well, and the churches are going to be different, and um, the thing is, there's there's one church, universal church, believers in Jesus Christ, 
But for example, here in Greeley, I'll speak for Greeley that that okay. you know Calvary Chapel, we emphasize the teaching of the Word of God verse by verse uh, through the Scriptures. Um, most of our music is contemporary. It doesn't mean that we don't ever do hymns or anything. Well, you know, some of those hymns are very precious, and and we'll do that. But mm-hmm. you know, our order of service is probably different. Uh, we have a time of worship, and we have an extended time of teaching the Word of God. But I can't minister to everybody in Greeley. There are charismatic churches, for example, where people, um, that fits them. There's more traditional uh, churches, like maybe perhaps some Baptist churches that that Uh sing the hymns. Um, So they're different to to be able to minister. And that's... There's diversity in the body of Christ. There's a variety in the body of Christ. I can't minister to everybody. Not everybody's called to come to Calvary Chapel Greeley. So I think for okay. you, as you see the differences, what's important is, number one, are they standing on the truth of God's Word that's being declared? And um, and then secondly, um, you know, do you feel like you can be a part of that church, that body of Christ? And you know the churches. The differences there. There are differences in style of music or or certain things that yeah. should not divide us. But also we know that there are those who call themselves churches. That um, you got to be wise. You got to be careful in discerning what it is that they are teaching. Yeah. Because okay. jo- John says, "Test the spirits to see if they are of God," because many false. Uh, you know, prophets and spirits, you know, and teachers have gone out into the world. So yeah. just because it has the the name church on it, you need to be wise and discerning. So I would encourage you, a church that teaches the scriptures, the truth of the scriptures, the 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 fundamental truths of scripture uh, being, you know, the gospel, um, the fundamental truths of, of God's word, and then also, you know, you believe in in um, the vision of the church. Um, you know, is the gospel presented? Are they reaching on in love to others? Certain factors that are important to you, but well, there's I a variety of qualities in both churches, and that's why I'm into yeah. going to both of them. Honestly, it was just maybe more I'm offended by the judgment of other people from one church to yeah. another. Well, it it, it can, and and the, it, yeah, and you know what I would do for you because. You know, it's easy to go and compare church, and God uh, stands in the midst of the church. He, he's the cornerstone of the church. He's the head of the church. And one of the things that the Lord has taught me over the years of ministry is that I want to have a vision for the kingdom of God as a whole. There are some really good churches here in Greeley. There's some pastors that I know that they love God's Word, um, and their their style of music is different. Um, they love the Lord the Lord loves their, you know, uh, people that go there. He's working through those churches. We don't have the corner on ministry. Um, we're just a part of the body of Christ, and that's what we need to always remember. But, you know, I would just, you know, with those who, sometimes we kind of get into a consumer mentality, you know, in our culture, and, well, uh, we start comparing, and I like this and don't like that. You know, it, it is, we need to be encouraged and uplifted in the body of Christ. Go to a church where you can support it and pray for your brothers and sisters. And yeah. even though we're not exactly alike um, and we're different, and I, I have learned to appreciate the diversity in the body of Christ. I really have. Really? And uh, I 
I so appreciate some of the ministries here, you know, in Greeley and Well County more and more. When I first came, I thought when we planted the church, I, you know, that was many years ago. That was over 20 years ago. You know, it's like, you know, we're, you know, we have a specific ministry, which we do. And, you know, and and over the years, the Lord has really taught me that uh, the Lord is working not only here mightily in, in Calvary Greeley, but also in the other churches, the E-Free churches, some of the Baptist churches. Uh, I appreciate, you know, the um, independent, some of the independent churches. I appreciate them. And um, and I want to compliment them, and we want to encourage each other in our strengths rather than focus on the negative. Okay. Well, I mean, that's, that, that, yeah, that's good. For, that's good for me. Like I said, really, I get it. I, I get a lot out of both of them, 100%. And I right. like to, So you're— you're doubly blessed. So yeah, and I, I yeah, I've, I've come out both of them to to you know feeling very good, and that's why I do a double up. It's a good way to look yeah. at it. And thank you for you know for the advice on the way of thinking. You bet, Rudy. God bless you. Keep keep God you know you just too. being an encouragement. Okay. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All thank right, you Rudy. Thank you. Appreciate it. God bless you. All right, 303-690-3000 is the number to call. We have time. We have uh, a few open lines. You can text in a question at 720-336-0897. It's the text line for texting only. And, um, you know, th- that's one of the things. There, there are many churches. But for you who are listening, because um, I was thinking about this talking to Rudy, is that, uh, um, you know, um, sometimes we talk to people that aren't involved in a church or in fellowship or, you know, a small group of believers. It's important to be in fellowship. Matter of fact, that's a commandment of Hebrews chapter 10, not to forsake the assembly of ourselves together. As the writer says, as is the matter of some, especially as you see the day approaching. Listen, Christians, we need each other. We need to be praying for each other. We need to be in a place where we're encouraged and prayed for and blessed and hearing the Word of God and we can worship Him, use our gifts to edify one another is so important. And it's important for our kids to be in fellowship as well because um, they you know, can are blessed and benefited as well. And being out in the world, the enemy is working overtime. He is working overtime on our young people, and that has been on my heart. As we see what's happening with our young people, even in Greeley, um, the kids that um, are going through difficulty and trials and hardships, and um, you know, it, it is it, Satan is working overtime, and we need to be in a place where we're in a good place, where the kids are learning truth, that they're being loved, and that we are growing in the Word of God. I can't um, just, uh, you know express how important that is enough uh, for our Christian lives. So let's go on. Let's continue. Let's go to James in Boulder. James? Hi, good afternoon. Hi, good afternoon. You're on Calvary Live. Hey, I just uh, uh, just wanted to say uh, good, good afternoon, and um, I, I just had Thank a you. quick question for you today. Uh-huh. Um, I was uh, I was watching some videos uh, last night um, on YouTube, and... Uh, they had to do with uh, the Vatican, so I was a little curious. So I, I was clicking on them, and um, I, I saw one that had uh, said something about Pope Francis uh, declares uh, Lucifer God, and uh, so I couldn't believe it, right? So 
like click on the link and uh really i'm not sure if the video is like one or three years old or whatever uh but yeah. there was a more modern brief summary of it uh video so i clicked that one and like in the video uh you know, I'm not sure if they're doing some kind of, uh, you know, holding some kind of uh, congregation or like, uh, you know, of a praise uh, with the other fellow believers. But they had like a large group um, together, and they were singing in Latin, um, and they were pretty much saying that uh, they were pretty much singing in Latin, and, and what they were saying in Latin was that, like, you know, like, oh, the morning star. Um, you know, uh, pretty much saying that uh, Lucifer was the morning star or, like, the light, and Christ was his son yeah. in the song huh. that they were singing. And that, uh, Of course, you know, we know Jesus that's pretty weird, man. don't we? And, uh, yeah, I was, like, totally, like, that's why, you know, I couldn't believe the Pope was saying, you know, like, there's no way the Pope was saying that. So, I, yeah, that's why I wanted to call you and see See if you have yeah, heard about I, that, or if you know I, more about I haven't, that. Yeah, I haven't seen anything on it. I haven't heard anything on it, so it's kind of hard for me to comment on it. But we know from Scripture, obviously, that um, you know that um, we're you know sometimes I'll even hear pastors that you know will kind of address Satan. You know, Satan. You know this and that. There's nowhere in the Scripture that we're told to pray to Satan or speak to him or sing to him. That's obvious. And um, so, yeah, um, yeah, they're they pretty much that. saying that like L- Lucifer is the morning star. It is the light that started the word through like knowledge. He gave us light, and that Christ is His Son. Yeah, it was so like totally opposite. And uh, yeah, yeah, that uh, he, and and they, they're pretty much saying Jesus is just a man, um, and that the atheist could be saved uh, due to good works which I know is, like, contradictory to everything that I've been taught. And, right. um, you know, it's like, uh, they were even saying, you know, he was even, he's even saying stuff about, like, uh, gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender, um, that they're all equal, um, and that he's, like, the Pope well, is trying to get, like, more world religions yeah. all under the same roof. Well, I'm not sure if you he, have time to look at it, but there's, like, a Lucifer temple or a, a whole... Yeah, dedicated to him in the Vatican. Yeah, it may be something if it comes up more. um, You know, James, and you know, you you watch it. Here's my, you know, because there's a lot of weirdness out there. A lot of YouTube's, everything's online, things like that. What I encourage people is, you know, just as I said, test the spirits to see if they are of God, um, because many false prophets have gone out into the world, as John says. And when I run into something like that, it's discerning, but, you know, it's like, um, you know, you think, you know, uh, the Pope or whoever singing a song to Lucifer um, is is ridiculous, it's false, but, you know, to move on, uh, you know, and to be one that continues in the truth of God's Word. And we know that, you know, I I have no idea what that's about. We know that that's not biblical. Um, We know that there's a lot of weirdness out there. There's going to continue to be. And one of the things, though, that um, we can look at and say, you know, that's evil and stuff. But we do know that in the last days, um, James, 
is that the Bible talks about one who's going to come on the scene, who's going to be under the control of Satan. Now, Lucifer was, you know, had fallen, become Satan. Um, we know that Ezekiel chapter 28 talks about that he was the anointed cherub and established holy, the mountain of God. I don't know if they're making reference before he fell. You were the seal of perfection and wisdom. But we know that uh, Lucifer fell, became Satan, that he's the God, little G of this age, and that the time's going to come when he comes. Here's the thing, James, to remember, is that he's going to come and he's going to directly influence a man called the Antichrist. And this Antichrist is going to come on the scene and he's going to deceive many. And he's going to deceive many with lying signs and wonders. So that's why it's so important that when we test the spirits, we test it not based on miracles or, you know, feelings. We base it based on the Word of God, and that's why we can tell a counterfeit, because when when the Antichrist does come on the scene and he does uh, begin to say things that the world's going to turn to and say, this is wonderful— According to God, it's blasphemous, but to the world, they're right. going to embrace it. Yeah, that's what what concerns me more than anything. So you can, you know, you watch a video. They're singing songs of Lucifer, you know, and and it's bad. It's it's bad. It's it's concerning, but um, you know, we can discern that. But we need to continue. You know, it was in the main area where they hold worship. Singing in Latin, yeah, singing in Latin, uh, pretty much saying yeah. Lucifer is God and Jesus is his son. <laughs> yeah, and, <laughs> and, uh, and um, the adulterer, yeah. the adulterer, or the you know, sex gape, uh, you know, all that uh, yeah. will be saved. Yeah, uh, all through good works. You know, you don't even have to believe. <laughs> yeah, <We're, laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ is what we need in the gospel and the truth of God's word. So, yeah, I'll have to look at that, James. Yeah. I, I haven't heard of it or seen it, and. And, um, yeah, me neither. Uh, and I thought, I thought, I appreciate that. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I just, yeah, I was. Really, here's that, one of the I things felt, that really that Paul enough. Paul said to Timothy, as some of the last words of Paul, he said, "Listen, Timothy, in the last days is going to be perilous times," and he said, "Evil men and impostors are going to grow worse and worse, and uh, having a form of godliness but denying its power." And that's what we're seeing today. So that's part of what we're seeing in you know today's world. So. Hey, thanks, James. Appreciate your call. Oh, you're and, awesome. I and, appreciate and, you, Pastor. Yeah, I just, no, uh, that, that really helped me out. I'm going to just uh, steadfast and uh, hold to the Word. And, step uh, out. Uh, and just yeah. uh, keep in the Word and not uh, worry about all that extra baloney. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Cool. That's that's good advice for all of us. Thanks, James. All right. Hey, here's the thing. There's so much that we can spend so much time on looking on things you know, that are weird or false, and, and we look at it, spend time in the Word. You know, that's what I want to prioritize. And, you know, it's like a bank teller. They they tell them how to, to or train them to uh, spot counterfeit. The way that they do it is they have them study that bank teller a real $20 bill. So when the fake comes along, they say that's not real, and they can spot it. And that's why it's important for us as Christians, because we can see something like that that James described, um, and we can say, yeah, obviously that's wrong, it's evil, it's it's weird. But there are very subtle things that are out there that Christians are getting involved in that's taking them away from Jesus, the grace of uh, Jesus Christ, and we need to check everything with the Scriptures. So good advice for all of us, you know, focus on the truth. So Hey, Sue, you called from Estes Park. I was just getting ready to go to you. I understand you dropped, 
but you said prayer for need for a Calvary in Estes Park. I love Estes Park, and um, we um, we go there oftentimes, and I think that's a good prayer, Sue, uh, to see a Calvary start in Estes Park. I'd love to see a Calvary start in Fort Morgan. I know those of you listening in Fort Morgan east of here, that there's people been coming and praying for uh, a Calvary Chapel uh, in Fort Morgan and uh, in uh, Brush area, also in Sterling and uh, in different areas. Uh, you know, I pray for more churches to be established. You know, good Bible-believing churches, churches that teach the Bible, we need that. So Father Sue called, and she um, is uh, asking for prayer and uh, we wish we could have talked to her, but we understand the need uh, for there to be good Bible teaching. And um, if it's your will that uh, a Calvary would be started in Estes Park and uh, you would raise up the right person for that and um, to go and do verse-by-verse teaching. But I thank you that Grace FM is there. I thank you that there are those who are hungry for the Word of God. I just pray that you bless that community that um, is so beautiful there. Uh, but also just needing um, that teaching of the Word of God uh, systematically. And so, Lord, we just lift that up to you for your will to be done in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, we do have some open lines, I believe. I think I got to everybody as I look at my call list. 303-690-3000 is the number of call. And I always say that if we have time, that uh, we will go to the text questions. And there is this text question that came in uh, that uh, at the beginning of the show that really caught my attention. Um, the, the question says, I have a neighbor whose daughter is into Wicca. What are their beliefs? And uh, at one time, Wicca was the fastest growing religion among young people, young uh, women, teenagers, uh, especially when the Harry Potter shows were coming out and stuff. And in Wicca, I, I'm not an expert on Wicca, but I I know that they they don't have any holy books. Um, but many of those who uh, are a part of Wicca, they uh, use the Book of Shadows um, that was compiled by a guy uh, by Gerald Gardner, um, who um, you know uh, would write in the 1930s to the 1950s. Uh, about um, you know uh, these um, writings about Wicca and and things like that. Um, he, other uh, works that they hold on to is the Witch's Bible, the Spiral Dance, um, the Supreme Being that they believe in is called the Goddess. Uh, sometimes the Goddess and God are Goddess or Horn God, um, Lord and Lady is what it means. Uh, the goddess can be a symbol, the impersonal f- force and everything, or a personal being. Wiccans can be uh, pantheists, they can be polytheistic, they can be both. Uh, Jesus is rejected, though, uh, altogether. Sometimes there are some uh, of Wicca that will consider Jesus just a spiritual teacher who taught love and compassion. And we know that Jesus, of course, is the Son of God who came and died for our sins. Um, they don't believe in the Holy Spirit. It's not a part of their beliefs. Um, but even though they may refer to as spirit as a kind of divine energy, um, they do not believe that humans uh, are sinful or, or need to be forgiven or saved. Uh, that's a huge problem, of course. Um, and they 
like to honor and work for the, you know, preservation of, you know, Mother Nature. Um, and so that's what they believe in. Um, you know, they are agnostic, a lot of them, about life after death. Others believe in reincarnation. Uh, others believe in, in this place called Summerland. So um, they practice many Wiccans divination, spell casting. Uh, most rituals are performed in a circle that I understand. Many Wiccans are part of a local assembly. Um, and uh, so it's occultic in nature. And um, they don't, it's not Satanism. Some people believe that uh, Wicked is, is uh, Satanism. Uh, it's not Satanism, but they do believe in Mother Earth and spells and things like that. So, of course, it is false. And, and, um, and so we want to pray because our culture is very much fascinated by it and our young people. Um, um, so let's go to line to Christopher from Boulder. Christopher? Hello, sir. How do you do today? Good. How are you? Pretty good, too. I just wanted to offer a, a bit of clarification on um, the subject of prayers involving Lucifer within the Catholic Church. Uh-huh. Um, having studied this for, for many years, uh, I am a Catholic, but I am also a, a music uh, degree holder. Um, in Latin prayers especially, when you see the term Lucifer used, it's not only referring to the devil, depending on the context, it can also refer to the Virgin Mary. She's referred to as as the light bringer, as the star of the East, barring from Isaiah. Uh, I don't want to get huh. into the subject of, of reverence offered to Mary, but just sure. know that it sure. depends on context. Uh, very yeah. much like in the Old Testament, where Baal can mean either a pagan god or the Lord, depending on who's speaking. Interesting. I never knew that. You know, uh, Christopher, I grew up in the Catholic Church, and so... I was never familiar with what you just told me, and um, I I know the you know the prayers of Mary and intercessor and all that's a different subject, but I never knew that Lucifer could be a reference to Mary. Interesting. So I, appreciate I do the clarification. The first time I came across it, it was uh, it was surprising in, a, in an amusing sort of way. Um, but you know, yeah. the whole time that I was in a Catholic church, the first time I ever heard words in praise of the devil were when we sang the last two lines of "A Mighty Fortress is Our God," and. Uh, huh. I, I think that's saying something, because Martin Luther wrote that. Well, I appreciate the clarification. That helps out maybe a little bit to those who were wondering. So thanks, Christopher. Thank you. God bless. You too. All right. We got a little bit of time left, and um, I'm going to go back to a text question uh, that was asked about Gideon and fleeces. And, um, and uh, of course, um, let me pull it up. And there we go. Um, nope, let me pull it up again. Um, anyway, it's about fleeces, um, that Gideon had a fleece that he used, um, and should we put out fleeces? Here's the thing about Gideon. He did put out a fleece that we know uh, in the book of uh, Judges. God had come to him and, and said to him that, um, you know, Gideon, mighty man of valor, the Lord's going to use you to free the people from the Midianites. And so he was the least of his family, his family the least of a tribe, his tribe the least of all the the tribes of Israel. He was the least qualified. And so the Lord has spoke to him, uh, essentially, in what he was to do. And Gideon was, you know, just 
um, even though the Lord had spoke to him, he put out these fleeces um, before the Lord. Um, and the Lord uh, would, um, and let me read it to you, uh, these, uh, these fleeces that he put out. Um, but he put it out, and um, it had to do with the sign of the fleece. Um, if, if you will save Israel by my hand, Gideon says to God, as you have said, look, I shall put a fleece of wool on the threshing floor. If there's dew on the fleece only, uh, and it is dry on the ground, then I shall know that you will save Israel by my hand. And so it was. And then he did it again. He said, do not be angry with me, Lord, but let me speak just once more. Let, let me test. I pray just once more for the fleece. So uh, now let it be dry on the fleece. And so it was. So he he was one that he realized that God had called him. Here's the thing about fleece. We have God's word. And I think this is a good way to end the show here today is that when we have God's word, it is true. We don't have to put out fleeces. When he gives us his commandments, when he gives us his truth, the direction and the way that we are to live, that we don't have to put out a fleece. And God in his patience and God in his you know, compassion, uh, he's encouraging Gideon here in this ministry that he gave to him. But when it comes to fleeces, I'm not saying that God can't use a fleece, but I do want to say this. That, that he's just confirmed what he had already told Gideon. And when we have his word, that we can stand on his word. We know his word is true for us. And, um, and that we have confidence to move forward in the truth that is given to us by the Lord. Again, his commandments, his, um, his truth given to us, and how we are to live. So always remember that. Hey, thanks, everybody, for being a part of a great show today. May God bless you. And we'll talk to you next time. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.